on September the 15th of 2020, when the UAE, or representatives of the UAE and representatives of Bahrain, and of Israel, and of the United States, met on the South Lawn of the White House, we had the opportunity that day, literally on the 15th of September, to speak with Ross Creel. Ross Creel was there as a representative who very much uh, was there to celebrate and appreciate what was going on that day at the White House when the Abraham Accords were signed. He is president of the Jewish Council of the Emirates. He's also our host for our Thursday JM in the AM coming up later this week, which will be done in advance before we head out uh, from this journey. And he is here to officially greet us and welcome us to the UAE. It is an absolute pleasure and honor to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you very much. On behalf of the, behalf of the Jewish community of Dubai, welcome to our beautiful city. You have to go through the history for us again. When you did sure. it for us two months ago, I was, I was just uh, taking such uh, incredible pleasure hearing a story of tremendous forethought yeah. on your part. How did your relationship with what has now become the Jewish community of the UAE develop? Personally, um, I came here as an expat in 2008 to work for a French multinational. Strictly business. Strictly business. And um, they spent two years trying to persuade me to move here. And I spent two years saying no to them. Because I made the assumption that a from Jew like me couldn't live uh, a Jewish life. From South Africa. From South Africa. From Johannesburg. In a Muslim country. And um, after two years of arm twisting and some uh, investigation by my wife the real official government, of course. <laughs> we uh, decided to move here and have a grand adventure. And uh, the premise was that uh, I would live an observant Jewish life, even if you put me on Mars. So we came with that intention, and we came with the intention of being of service. In fact, that was the prayer, the solemn prayer that I made to Hashem, effectively, is that uh, if I was not going to be of service, I, I didn't want to be here. Wow. And uh, two weeks after we arrived, my wife and I were hosting Rosh Hashanah services in, a, in an apartment that we rented, and we sort of never looked back. This is after you arrived permanently? After we arrived permanently right. in 2013. I, I want to mention that the community had four founding families, um, beautiful, strong, wonderful Jewish identities, and they did the first stage of community development, which was finding other Jews. The just um, we called it bageling. <laughs> I see that term has gone international. Uh, exactly. <laughs> when somebody does something that's obviously Jewish because of the way they order their pizza or whatever, and you you bagel them, you work out that they're Jewish, and you say, "By the way, are you, you're Jewish, right?" <laughs> and they look at you and there's double. So they did that, and um, those families, um, the Eder family the beautiful Jewish names, the, the Nates family, the Razis, the Hershevitzes, they were the founders, and they established the fundamental value of our community, which was a fundamental value of, of unity. When you um, met someone and worked out that they were Jewish in those early years, you weren't interested if they were Sephardi, you weren't interested in their Nusach, you weren't interested in you know the, the way they wore their kippah <laughs> and how high the Mechitza was. You just found another Jew, right? 
And that, those were the founding values of our community, was a deep sense of, of um, camaraderie and Jewish identity. And I had this chut of taking those values and the, that core group of people and working with my dear friend Alexander Pettifrand of Antwerp and turning that into a viable, active, permitted Jewish community that functioned appropriately, appropriately within the ecosystem of the UAE. One of the things we've learned um, in light of the Abraham Accords is that there was some type of significant Jewish community that developed at a certain time. Someone used the, the figure 1,000. I don't know if that's an accurate one or not. How would you, numbers-wise, describe the development of the community? Was there a specific period or year where you saw a real increase of Jewish people in this area? When I took over the leadership of the community, um, I was handed a list of names, emails, and numbers that numbered 30 or 40. Back in 08, or excuse me, 2010. 20, that it was 2013. Was 2013, right. And um, we ramped that up over time into the, into the hundreds. Um, we had, in 2016, we had a beautiful communal set of over 200 people. Wow. Where we could hardly, uh, there wasn't hardly space. And uh, if your daughter was on the other side of the room, there was no way to get her, get her, get her back to you for manish tonight. You know what I mean? She, <laughs> you couldn't even sort of move, move across the room. Um, and now, of course, we expect that the community will will grow very rapidly. And um, in the next three to five years, I think that probably we will double in size every every uh, year or so. Moore's law will apply. With that, the, with that in mind, yeah. What were you? I went back to the transcript of our conversation. Mm-hmm. You you did speak about certain moments uh, being very emotional. Mm. Recall September the 15th. What were, with all the background you just gave us, what was in your mind as you were standing there at the White House? The, the first thing I want to say is that, um, strangely, um, when I saw the four leaders walk out, um, the person I focused my attention on, actually, was His Highness Sheikh Abdullah, who is the Foreign Minister of the UAE. Um, and he gave his speech in Arabic. And um, he's an extraordinary human being, dignified, um, a wonderful representative of this country. And I felt very proud to be a UAE Jew. That was the real moment, I think, when we declared to the world that we were no longer Jews from Antwerp and Johannesburg, New York, Sydney, um, uh, but Jews of the UAE. Do people like him feel that way about the Jewish community? Definitely. I mean, the, the, the message that we receive from leaders of the UAE is that uh, we are not guests um, in their home, that, in fact, this is our home as well, that historically there have been Jews in the Gulf, yep. and that this is a homecoming for us. Um, one of the things, I'm sorry for interrupting, but one mm. of the things I, I think is so important to point out to this listenership tuned in right now is what you're describing mm. was commonplace in the history of Jews and Muslims, mm-hmm. right? It was a little bit different when things developed the way they did in the 20th century. But if you go back in time, very often the government did treat the Jewish community the way you're describing mm-hmm. your government here treats your community. The last 70, 80 years have eclipsed the reality that prevailed before that, right? which is that there were large, successful, and vibrant Jewish communities throughout the Islamic and Arabic world. 
Um, and in fact, in the, early th- in the early 20th century, there was a short moment when it was considered possible that Arabic nationalism and Jewish nationalism after the fall of the Ottoman Empire right. would be sympathetic and convergent impulses. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, by the late 20s, that, that dream was over. Yeah. That dream was over. Yeah. Um, but in, that was the aspiration. And, and now, in a certain sense, here in the UAE, under its leadership and guidance and with its vision, we again uh, consider the prospect of Jews, Muslims, and our co-religionists generally coming together here to demonstrate to the world at large that there is much more that we have in common that brings us together than that we have a part that divides and separates us. Two very important points to make, and I hope when, when you host us, please God, uh, toward the end of the week, I hope we have an opportunity to go into this more um, because I think it's so vital, especially for the bulk of our listenership, because the bulk of our listenership you know, grew up in an American Jewish environment. I think for many of them, what you just described is a foreign concept. Mm-hmm. Many don't realize the history of the Jewish and Muslim religion, uh, especially in this part of the world. You described the Persian mm-hmm. Gulf. And the second thing is that, uh, again, because of, the, of what many of our parents and grandparents went through, and because of the development of the hatred in Israel, unfortunately, Arab versus Jew, Many people don't realize mm. that there are so many positive relationships between those two groups of people. And really, I believe September the 15th, with a start, with a real, with a real, um, uh, with a real jolt, I think jolted the American Jewish community, again, who, uh, who have the background that I described, into a new type of thinking mm. that there are Islamic leaders that have a real affinity to the Jewish community. True. So the September the 15th was designed, and in fact, generally, the UAE um, shatters your assumptions right. about Islam and about Muslims. And um, that is not something you're here to see it yourself, right. which is good because you have to experience it. And bring it to everybody, which we're doing right yeah, now. Exactly. You, ha- you, you have to share that experience with your listeners. And it's the experience of seeing somebody in an abaya or a kandura and uh, they're going to watch Star Wars or wandering through the mall, pushing a pram, just like you are. <laughs> and there's a, there's a deep sense of connection. And, you know, to, you know if you look at it, um, Jews and Christians share a holy book. Um, we share the Chumash. They call it the Old Testament. Right. Um, but Jews and Muslims share our practice. We are very similar in the way that we, we practice. And what I love about the experience of living in a Muslim country is just seeing how much we have in common. We pray, we fast. Yeah, we do all the same things as them. We do all the same things as them. And you can ask all the questions you ask. You know, what time is your first prayer? Oh, it's 20 minutes before sunrise. Ah, interesting. We have nights. It's actually at sunrise. You can ask questions and really, you know, when does Ramadan start? When does it finish? What do you have to break your fast on? It's all the same stuff. It's all the same stuff. All the principles that you can think of that we valorize as Jews, they also do. In fact, some of those things they do even better than us. Did you know this be before honest. you got here? No, I didn't. Any, That's interesting. You know, what I do when, when um, I, I have guests in town, I, take them, I walk with them to the city, and I point things out to them, and I say, this is Abraham Avinu, look at it, can you see it? I, I point to things. Uh, we, come, we, we come from the same tradition, and um, it's very, the, 
what the UAE is doing with the Abrahamic Accords is saying, let's first recognize how much we have in common. After we've done that and we have a framework that establishes our basic uh, connectivity, then we might differ on certain things and we can debate them. But we debate it as brothers. We don't debate it as you know hostiles. And it just completely changes the, the way that the debate occurs. Interesting. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. It's Ross Creel who's with us, president of the Jewish Council of the Emirates. We'll have more opportunity to speak later in the week, but I'll end with this. What is the impression here of America and Americans in general? Even even if it's derogatory, you could tell us. No, so the, the, <laughs> look, the first point to make is that the achievement of the Abrahamic Accord was an extraordinary achievement of the American administration. They do credit them. Uh, definitely. Uh, I, don't, I think it would be churlish for anybody not to. This was an extraordinary achievement uh, of the administration and something that they really can credibly be very proud of, and all of us should be proud of it. Um, and I think that uh, it's, it's an achievement that uh, uh, the resonance of which uh, will play out over, over decades, you know, and they get the credit for it, and they deserve it. And it's warmly deserved. And in terms of American culture and Americans in general, anything special? Or? Well, the, the Emiratis are very um, um, international. They all study overseas. Many of them study in the U.S. Mm. Um, many have traveled to the U.S. Um, when they travel overseas, they don't wear their traditional kandura. They wear Western dress. Um, and um, perhaps they do that because they just want to mix in, right. so to speak. But I mean, we do similar things sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we do. We do. We wear our baseball caps. And then when you see somebody wearing a baseball, a cap. South African <laughs> telling me about a baseball cap, I love it. <laughs> That's true. But but look, America is is um, a leader of the world, and uh, I say this as a South African now. Uh, we look up to it. And I think America, certainly vis-a-vis uh, Israel and the, the uh, Abrahamic Accord, has shown uh, extraordinary leadership. Amazing. Uh, Ross, this has been great. And uh, it's a pleasure to uh, be in your country <laughs> and to have this, uh, uh, have this relationship now with someone who's a leader here in the UAE. And we uh, look forward to our next broadcast, which, is a, which will just be another couple of days from now. I'm so excited that you're here, Nakam. I want you to see it with your own eyes. I, we've been seeing it. We've and s- convey it to your listeners. We certainly are trying to do that, and I think we're doing a good job at it, frankly. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Ross Creel officially uh, uh, welcoming us to the UAE. Oh, and I, before you leave, Ross, I take this opportunity to present to you something that one can only get if they were actually part of our broadcasts here in Dubai. And that is the official Nahum Siegel Network Dubai 2020 t-shirt. You're going to be one of those people who, when they say they were actually with us, can actually prove that he was with us. And we appreciate that very much. Uh, more coming up. You are listening to a... Uh, uh, Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM as we continue uh, here on a Tuesday from Dubai. Yes, you heard us correctly. We are in Dubai. Almost impossible to believe, uh, but it is a fact. And we appreciate everybody uh, being out there and um, and being in touch with us via the NSN app. If you have a comment you'd like to make or anything you'd like to tell us, go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. More coming up at JM in the AM.